Welcome to Look Who's Talking, episode 125, getting you ready for week two of the NFL. If you survived week one, good for you. Most people didn't. Tom's back, dominated down in Dallas. Bill's fans are in fantasy land, heading into Monday night football. Here we go. Freestyle. Rock the microphone. Straight from the top of my dome. All right. Welcome back to Look Who's Talking, everybody. Or if you just joining us for episode one of your Look Who's Talking career, thank you for joining us for the best damn football gambling podcast to come out of Canada or anywhere. Wherever you're listening, ni hao, previet, hola, bonjour, guten tag, and bonagam, which is Sri Lankan. And that's for my co-host at Weird Mike, spelled Weird M-I-C, who had a perfect Sunday in his pick six, six and oh, two and oh in the smash and sprinkle. And definitely half the reason you listen to this podcast not just for Huck Daddy's twisting mustache. Huck's going to Italy, abandoning his Tennessee Titans on Monday Night Football, where a bunch of look who's talkers are going with Weird Mike and probably not Normal Jeff, because uh, Normal Jeff's an idiot Jeff with his passport and probably won't get there on time. But it's going to be a doozy at the Ralph on Monday Night Football. Huck's so scared he's going to Italy, and we'll miss him. Safe travels. Weird Mike, Italian bred and born, uh, doesn't think he's ready. He's probably not. All 125 episodes brought to you by Huck Media and the wonderful people people at Huck Media and their Toronto offices. Uh, for any and all media needs, go to HuckMedia.com and uh, he's a beauty. Anyway, a lot of stuff to talk about. Again, if you survived week one, hopefully you listen to this show because we told you to pick Baltimore. I actually bailed the last minute after talking to one of our sponsors, Storyteller, who convinced me that it was a trap in New York. It's 9-11. It's a running quarterback. What are you doing, Jeff? And I bailed and I took the Saints and sweated profusely. One of the craziest comebacks of the weekend. Definitely 16-point underdogs. Classic Atlanta Falcons stuff. Good God, man. If you bet on Atlanta, you deserve therapy for free. It's, it's legal in Canada now. You should get some. And also, just avoid betting on the Falcons for, uh, you know, for your own sake. Uh, it was a long time ago, but the Bills smoked the, the champs in L.A. and La La Land. It was a beauty. And we got three contests running simultaneously. It's uh, it's actually a little more work than I thought, but you know what? We're fired up about a touchdown survivor brought to you by Storyteller Beer. Uh, yeah, pick one guy to get a touchdown for the entire weekend. Just one guy. Harder than you think. Storyteller Adams is like, yo, this might be over in one or two weeks. Well, not so fast. We got about 17 to 20 people uh, going through. I say 17 to 20 because I'm a bit of an idiot. Like Tom Brady. Okay, 38 years old, got a lot of stuff going on. I know we all do, but my August and September are particularly crazy. Uh, either I don't have kids. You guys have kids. Okay, I have a plant, and sometimes I babysit a cat who pretty much does his own thing. But uh, we got Touchdown Survivor running and had some – I forgot we have Facebook, and we have a Facebook Messenger. People sent in some Facebook messages. There's a couple more people in than I thought. I'll post the entire list going into Sunday. Uh, but a lot of fun. When your guy scored, admit it, folks, you were fired up. And uh, we got touchdown survivor. We got spread survivor. Uh, we got 50 people in spread survivor with one day to go. So thank you all for joining up at officefootballpools.com and the look who's talking pick six, which Andrew Bedford is currently the leader after the Monday night tie break at five and one with our boy, Joe Meaford and a couple of others at five and one weekly prizes given to six and oh, or if there's three or less people tied for the lead, but Betty, we're going to hook you up with some bet openly money. Giddy up. That's our contest rundown. We're going to rip through week one. 
Uh, and then get in, get on to week two. And I, if you're a his, history buff like I am, I got something from the guns of August that's going to help you make some money in week two. Coming a bit later. Weird Michael, hottest handicapper on this show. Probably one of the hottest ones north of the border. You're in a pretty big pick six contest standing at the top of the standings. You were all over Minnesota. I was not. I'm sorry. Sometimes you just have to see it. And I saw it now. Anyway, giddy up. Weird Mike, how are you feeling after that perfect Sunday, bud? How are you? All is well. You uh, tilted your hand. Yes, I am top of the heap in the pick six. Not because I'm the only one that went perfect. Because I have an alter, alter ego. Angel 247. Top of the heap for all you poolies. <laughs> um, great weekend. Glad to be back. RIP to the queen. Let's not forget that. Yep. Served the Commonwealth for 70 years. I got some, I got the crossover. How about the UK's in trouble, Hugh? You're a, you're a Reuters guy. You like the BBC, right? Absolutely. The right kind of BBC, but, um, <laughs> so we got some traps. We got, it was a trap and you almost fell. You, you took a half a step and you you sniffed the leaves out. I feel like I fell right in. No, no, you're good. You're good. <clears throat> buddy the uk has a new prime minister and a new king we're talking rookie qb and rookie head coach <laughs> in they're on the road every week they're on the road doesn't matter yeah, where they go they're on the road and you better brush up charles and trust the new prime minister she's you know she got a farewell from the queen but rookie qb Rookie head coach in charge of the UK and the monarch right now. Everybody in the monarch, all I think it's about 60 countries and change. Stay tight, all right? Now's not that now's not the time to leave or further. Just sit tight, everybody. No matter where you're you listening, all over the world. One. They if, made a bad call, you know. If you are the head of a monarchy and you happen to be listening, to episode 125, look who's talking. First of all, uh, thank you, your majesty. And uh, Weird Mike says, stay strong, okay? You know, monarchy, monarchies aren't going anywhere, according to Weird Michael. By the way, Angel, that is the name that Weird Mike uses in all of his pools. It's also, if you're out in a golf foursome with him and you're running late, which I usually am, I have to walk into that pro shop, look a man straight in the face, usually wearing khakis, and say, yeah, I'm here with Angel, maybe Angel 24. He's a man. <laughs> uh, yeah. New coach, new GM over in the UK. And as you said, I like this point, always a road game because even in their home games, very tough home crowd. Oh, it's, salty. It's, it's way worse than Philly, Philly and the Eagles. I mean, you know what I mean? Way worse. Yeah. Anyway, it's our first king. You know, very excited. First king. So uh, that's your royal minute. Comes every few often. We got uh, episode 125. 125. That's a quarter of a half decade. Did you know that? That's a lot of man hours, folks. Thank you. Listening, subscribe, and sharing this show. It's about time. Love a quarter, it. A quarter of a half decade, folks. Write that down. You're not just learning languages on this show and football picks. You're learning some math. Where that math comes from, we're not sure. Okay, <laughs> Somewhere, maybe on the Skyway between Niagara and Mississauga. Math gets funny. Uh, yeah, man. You were, you know, six and oh, the, the, the one pick that we were on the opposite side of, I believe, uh, was Minnesota Green Bay. A lot of sharps with you. 
I went with my gut on Aaron versus the Vikings. And again, ever all this hype about the new coach and new stuff. I've seen this stuff before. I, I I've known Kirk Cousins for 10 years. Yeah. Okay? But I had to see it, and you guys were right. Um, I will take the co- I'll cop that wrong side of that pick. No excuse. So also me a couple. I made a fairly hefty futures on the Seahawks to be the worst team in the league. And yes. let me tell you that Monday night I was rooting for Gino and the boys and the twelves right. and Russ almost cried. Like I said, he would, and it was just too much. It's almost like he gave it back, man. He could have called timeout, man. It's just, a, he, I, he, yeah, it's weird. It was weird. And anybody who took that for a survivor book, shame on you. You told people to last episode. I, I, I said, hey, when Drew Locke. Yeah. When Drew Locke. By the way, are you still buying stock in Drew Locke or Gino's Absolutely. the man here? Nine and oh. It's fine. I know. He's nine and oh, that's a spread. I'm taking that's him real. again this week. I'm taking that's him a real number. Week. Of course it is. Okay. But it's hey. not that bad. Why? Why did they not let Russ go for an extra first down? Uh, they it seemed like a bad decision. Yeah. Well, you got again head coach in his first game ever. Okay, he's got Russ going back to Denver. There's this whole melodrama that he's not really involved in. He's always had Aaron Rodgers sort of make these decisions for him for the most part. And it's by, by the way, most watched. Regular season NFL football yeah, game. I think since Favre went back to Green Bay. The whole world's watching. It's fourth and five. Your kicker has said to you, maybe because he's a little cocky. This is what happened. I read you know, some Monday morning quarterback. Uh, McManus said the 46-yard line was the line. Again, he normally kicks in Denver. You'd figure he'd take that into account. He's a professional Denver kicker. Either way, uh, regardless, the percentages were very low that he was going to hit that kick, and that couldn't have been your plan. Peyton Manning tried to call timeout 27 times. On the Manning cast. What do you think as a kicker there, Mike? I think um, for all those reasons, to have 12 people, correction, 11 people do the right thing with the ground was shaking in Seattle, okay? That fourth and five was bananas, okay? If they call timeout and they try to back out there, to have everybody do everything right is far less probable than the snap and this kicker, who's got a big leg, we all know the Denver stuff. He's actually better on the road. There was, and it wasn't short. He missed it. Was not short. He missed it. Big difference. Yeah. Remember, this guy comes right. up three yards short. Yeah, you're right. Then it's like he never it's had It's like, it. oh my God, you're an idiot. It's like a blood that comes up three up. It was never going to go in. Yeah. Less can go wrong on that snap to win the game. Then, then remember, you still got to make the kick. Yeah. You, you get the fourth and five. It, it, it's a 58 yarder. Like, you know what I mean? It's still a very difficult kick. Here's the, here's what, here's what everyone's missing. I think because I've heard, you know, we've heard two days of this talk now is that no one's given Russ and the Broncos. Look, and I thought Russ, you know, this isn't like a Russ hating episode. I thought he played pretty good. Okay. Tough scenario for him for sure. But uh, no, I, I, but you got to be hard on him here. How do you get to four? You need one point. This is your four, former team on Monday Night Football, 20 million people watching. And, and it's, you need one point. You need a field goal. You got lots of time. You got three timeouts. And how do, how do you, if you get to fourth and five, then the plan's not really going too well, is it? You know? Yeah, agreed. So the first and second down that no one's talking about was pretty shit. Third down, they, they, they tried to make up the yards after, I think it was either the penalty or, or the sack, whatever. So... That was uh, that was an emotional game. Also, 
Big news, man. That Joe and Troy, or Jim and Troy, the new Monday Night Football crew. Troy, the A Troy crew, and Bach. Troy and Joe. Troy, yeah. yeah. Come on, man. That is a fucking godsend. It's awesome. For it's awesome. You ready who it's a godsend for? Weekend Daddy. Weird Mike watching most of Sunday on mute, chasing baby cat in an iPad. Yep. Sweating that perfect 6-0. and oh, And <laughs> it doesn't matter who's com- commentating. It, it, could, it could be a fucking anybody. And I wouldn't know what's going on. So now that I got these guys in prime time, I'm going to be dialed in. Like my favorite show, everybody, is Monday Night Football. Okay. And it started with Alf. Alf used to be the lead in to Monday Night Football back in the day on ABC when it started at nine o'clock. Anyway. Yeah. Yo, Monday Night Football. And I get, I think it's, you can hear the excitement almost in with Troy and Buck because besides playoff games, they're always calling just this late afternoon game that not everyone's necessarily watching because even you got True. sort of meet you know the, the medium football fans who are going to watch that one o'clock slate because it's one o'clock on a sunday like that's where you want to be and then it might be dinner time you might have to go do something and then maybe you'll catch some prime time catch the prime time game with that four o'clock slates for kind of a bit more for hardcore people and west coasters so i think you could hear feel the excitement and they they're oh my god we're going to be we're the only game of the night every single time we're on it you know yeah. and they could soak it in. Also, I switched over to the Manning cast just for a little bit. They had Saquon Barkley on. Just want to get to know him a little more because I like Oh, on really? Him. Yeah. That curse well, of Manning thing, bro. What's up with that? Why would he do that after anyway, week one? But then they, they announced the new guests. And then the next guest was Joel McHale, who was like, I asked c I'm like, who the fuck? Like, who is this? What do you mean? He's funny, man. I know he's funny, but it's Monday Night Football. It's a big game. I switched right back to Troy and Buck and watched the rest of the game with Troy and Buck. And it was awesome. Anyway, Monday Night Football is amazing, and uh, it's back, baby. Better than ever. Uh, Bills with a big win on Thursday night. Uh, Bills fans don't even know what to do themselves with that right now. They're in fantasy land, literally. And, you know, go to every game, like, if you can. Like, what's this? The best, the best Bills team you're, you're ever going to watch besides, I guess, the early 90s. But even then, it looks pretty damn good. Uh so, yeah, get excited, get fired up. Nothing bad to say at all. Their defensive line looks amazing. Von Miller, I think the three years we're going to get out of him are exactly what we need, you know? Three hurries and two sacks a game, or, or a sack and a half a game. Let's go. Uh, I, know, I know that average would break records, okay? But you know what I mean. Three years. The guy's going to be around for five and a half months, bro. <laughs> we got him. We got. We signed him a six. Yeah, year deal. he'll buy out and he'll go to the next Super Bowl. Contender, Two or bro. three years he's at a, least. He's, he's a assassin. If once you play on Josh Allen's team, I don't think you leave for a little while. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. That's the end of final. I mean, he looks that good right now. Uh, yeah. So just wrap up Survivor Week One quick. Yeah, Niners losing Chicago. We told you that was <laughs> going to be a sloppy track, and it was the sloppiest of sloppy tracks. We actually oh, told you man. to avoid that game. Uh, we hope you did. Uh, the Colts Texans, weird stuff. We talked to our uh, our AFC South uh, correspondent, Huck Daddy, and he confirmed for us the Texans win weird division games no matter how bad they are. Isn't that correct, Huck Daddy? Yes, yes, that is correct. Texans, even- Jaguars, all sorts of like all sorts of weird division games they win. Also, I think that division average is one tie a year because they just are like that. Did you? Um, yeah, most survivor pools, the friend pools allow for tie. You, you can't lose, so a tie yeah. is good. 
But in the cutthroat world, uh, the tie is not big a win. Tie, tie, and you gotta we watch out. That overtime flies, bro. Like it's, sure a, it's a possession and a punt, and she's done. Okay, that Tennessee missed kick was bad. He's a bad kicker, bro. Bullock is a bad kicker. Yeah, that was that was a bad kick. Also, he's, he's, just, looks, he's a bad kicker. He's a bad kicker. It doesn't look it, like an. They've athlete. had kicking problems for the last three years. Um, I'll tell you who's not going to have kicking problems. The Cleveland Browns and Cade York. I did have one blemish on my week one record. Hugh, you ready Fuck for that it? guy? Yeah. The cemetery crew did not announce and approve a Baltimore sweep. I wanted all four picks Baltimore. I was throwing my weight around week one. Like I was the boss and make no mistake about it. I am not the boss. No. <laughs> okay. And <clears throat> You know, at the end of the day, I wanted Miami and I settled on Baker and we got one cemetery down. I put a survivor pick much like I did last year on Darnold and his revenge game with the Panthers. Cage York and a booming kick of the week. Nobody's talking about it because all of the missed kicks. Uh, it hurt me. Baker's lucky. Baker's lucky. It's not on him because there were so many missed kicks. Nobody's talking about the made kick York. With a power draw, turns right at 35 and accelerates through the uprights. We're talking good from 71. That was the kick of the week. Yeah, kick of the week cost me $1,100 oh. parlay. I had 100 bucks uh, with, a, with the score bonus. Uh, anyway, 100 bucks I put on Carolina money line, Tampa money line. I posted on Instagram. Follow us at Hughes Talking, TikTok and Instagram at Hughes Talking, H U S Talking. Uh, Raiders plus five and a half with a boosted spread. I buy points. Some people don't. I like to buy. Um, and I had the Giants six and a half. Giddy up. Okay. On to the Giants. My chicken little team of the year. Who saw it coming? Jeff did. I went two and four on my Hugh picks. So this isn't anything to sort of like scream about, but. Did hit my gold pick and basically the team I was strongest on since June when I saw it at plus six and a half. And I know the Titans are just average and so are the Giants. Most teams are in the middle. Listen to our truth of the week last week, folks. I got most teams on my chart between four and a half points of each other. That's like 11 teams between one or two points of each other, basically. So, so all three of us survived. Yes, all three of us survived. All three of us survived. 60% of each of our pools did not. We are talking 1,100 remaining. Went from 3K to 1,100. Oh, baby. 300 grand. All three members of Look Who's Talking, live and active. High Roller went from 400 to 130. Whoa. People nutted up on the Colts. That was also a very bad kick. Very bad kick. Um, so we got some real money live on the table in week two. And yeah, we do. I think as, as a Baltimore diehard week one, I think this is a much tougher. There's five 10 point spreads, Jeff, in week two. Yeah, I saw them. I'm on two the of them are going down. I'm on Bro, the dog. Two I'm of them. I know. Huckster, two of them are going down. Which two is it going to be? Because we're going to be down. Another 30% in the survivor. Okay. Who's the, who's the likeliest 10 point dog to go down the, the bills, the Niners, the bears, the Packers. We got another one. 
the Rams at home against the Falcons. See, I like them. I like numbers. the Rams there a lot. I like the Rams there a lot. Like I the do. Rams there. Yeah, I'm not sure about the ten and a half, but they're winning that. Eleven game. and a half, Jeffrey. Eleven wow. and a half. Either way, they've had since Thursday. Yes. To offensively scheme for the Atlanta Falcons. I think they got at home. So, so we talked bad kicks. The New Orleans kicker was a great kick, but that's the worst loss of the week. That Atlanta. Crazy. Up 16 points, man. At home to a division foe with seven minutes left. They didn't even get the two. They got yeah. it back again to I know. win. I know. They almost want the two and the ball yeah. to go down and kick the field goal, right? Yeah. Like, so, and Mariota's in a new plate. Like, that was the chance to put your foot in the ground. So what? You go to LA, get killed. Now they're going to get killed to be 0-2 and, and the heads, that's going to be a long-ass flight home. It, it can change franchises. It can change it players' really careers. Does. It really does. That's, that's the NFL, man. Crazy little things like that. Just literally like... So so, so you're leaning Rams. It all comes down to a kick. I am leaning Rams. You are leaning time. Rams. Rams got a couple of gimmies later, bro. I know. I want to get to next to week. Do. I'm leaning Rams. I am. I think, I think of the upsets again. I just still, I still feel like uh, no one, a, no, the, the public's not giving the, the Houston Texans enough credit for being like an okay team, and sure. and everyone's still on Denver a bit too much. Thinking yes. that the, again, and I hear Bro, and I two hear, goal line fumbles. We're I know, talking I know, like I was just gonna bring it up. Two goal line fumbles. I get it. I get it. That those don't happen. First time you one team's had two fumbles inside the one yard line. I think in like a hundred years. This just doesn't happen. All right, but inside the one, bro. But I, in my mind, though, this is a four-point spread, five-point spread. My chart really? probably says my chart probably says six or seven, but just my heart. These teams are pretty even, man. Davis so, Bills playing some good football. So let me get weird on it for everybody. Okay, welcome back. Altitude. The Colts and Texans just played five gut-wrenching quarters. The Texans. Probably with more urgency than the Colts, because, you know, the Colts are probably going to win their 10, 11 games, realistically. The league call it 10 and 7. But Houston's over-under is four and a half. Like, they were all in. And now they got to go in on a, on, I guess it's not a short week, but whose conditioning conditioning's A-plus right now? Yeah, right? you're right. You're right. But here's the thing. Again, we're not picking the Texans. So like there's we're just we're just trying to sway you from picking the Broncos. That's it. I got you. I got right, you. man. I had this game circled, and and as a survivalist, the Broncos losing is actually far better. better yes, because I looked up their schedule. Survival. It's the easiest game. It's the easiest game left on Denver's schedule. It's not even close, Jeff. Okay, but it's how, not even close. But how badly they do lose? You how badly do I take the Broncos though? Like, do you really need to take them this year? There's probably like at so, least 11 so, or 12 so, better teams. The only one else I trust right now is Buffalo. You don't trust the Rams. You know what? The Rams, Atlanta is real salty and we've seen them fuck people out of survivor, man. The Rams are Hollywood. This is still preseason. I, I don't think, but <clears throat> I, I don't trust. I don't. I trust. know. I just don't like. Look, Buffalo's really fucking good. It's hard enough to trust. Not them. losing that game, bro. No, Buffalo's I was gonna say Buffalo is the biggest chance for an upset, and I'm not saying yeah, that just like, because I'm a Titans no. fan. Like gotta, they, I, Titans, we win these weird games. It's it's not it's not they a lose weird the game. weird ones and they win the this weird is, ones. This is this is all payback. The Bills' revenge tour is under full way. They came for the champs, 
<clears throat> now they're going to come for a pesky conference foe with some playoff history. They are going to fucking spank the Titans, bro. That is an alt-line special. We got a Vrabel throwing in the towel. Remember, they also played an ugly long game. That game never ended. That Giants game just kept fucking going, you. Like, <clears throat> yeah, you're right. So, but look, I, 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 again, I no. Beat down. Hey, and you know what? That fucking weird second Monday night game tells me it's going to be a blowout. They want everybody to walk away and head over to Joe and Buck. Watch the Bills go 24-3 at half. Turn a channel over to Philly in the main event. It's weird. The Bills are not losing. You're right. Maybe the 10. I'm crazy. Backdoor, blah, blah, blah. This is, this is what happens. Losing. This is what happens. When you have a team as explosive as the Bills, especially early in the season. And again, I'm trying to be unbiased here because like, I'm actually representing the other side. So you won't actually won't, can't even accuse me of that. Uh, the Titans. And I was down on them all preseason leading up to this Giants game. Plus six and a half. This is a steal. This is a steal. Look, they're still the number one team from the AFC last year. Okay. They beat Buffalo last year. Almost the same teams minus a, minus a receiver or two. So, is or this two, a bit, or two. Is this a bit of an overreaction by Las Vegas, knowing? No. no, wait, wait, wait. Knowing that the entire gambling world right now, if they were to ask anybody, like let's say you just take Joe Schmo off the street, and they say, "Hey, you know, who would you like to bet fifty bucks on this weekend?" Well, I hear the Buffalo Bills are really good, right? Like, as in this is your go-to team to bet football if you're new to betting football. And Las Vegas is trying to make it really expensive for you at 10 points. I feel like Hawks, right? This is a little bit more of, this should be a little bit more of a tight game. You're getting a max effort. 0-1 Tennessee Titans team. And Vrabel knows what 0-3 leads to. So that playoff window closes fast. I'm not saying the Bills are going to lose, but you're going to get max effort fighting Titans. Like Hawks yesteryear. All right. Um, Eddie George is fighting Titans. J j just a heads up, Hugh. They've already started tailgating at Orchard Park. I know, I I'm know. live on Channel 2 News, WGRZ, hardcore. Okay. I'm not you, you laughing, but it's happening. I know. You're there. Start a couple tables, smack like it's happening. God bless them. We're talking, right. we're talking Duke at NC student <laughs> section. So that's survive. So Survivor Week 2, there's a bunch of big favorites. One of them, has 70,000 people probably tailgating right now in Orchard Park. And God damn it, I wish I was one of them. Uh, I will be there this season. Probably not this week. Either way, uh, I'm leaning Rams. It sounds like uh, Weird Mike's leaning Broncos, but I don't think he really believes that. It, maybe Bills. We'll see I'll where be, he goes. Follow him I'll at be. Weird Mike for Survivor Picks. But we've got to move on. Yes, sir. All right. Uh, Mention the contest. Still, it's time to... Check out our pick six. The codes on our Instagram at who's talking or on our TikTok. Uh, there's weekly prizes from bet openly. Go to betopenly.com. It's fucking amazing. The best value on the internet. Only 1% juice. You normally pay around 10% juice for every bet you make. If you're betting all season, you're going to save over a thousand bucks. At least that's as a minimal better. 1% juice. Uh, or you can go idiot shopping. Like we talked about, scroll through bad bets. And you can be the house for bad people's bad parlays, bad bets, whatever you want. Make your own lines. It's the future of betting. Download BetStamp. It's a sweet app. I was talking to a couple of our listeners about it. It is awesome. Uh, it does let you track your bets and find the best value, especially for props and all that shit. Uh, across 13 different sports books, all available in Ontario. 
So get the best lines, get the best value. Those points matter uh, a lot. All right, look at that Raiders thing. I bought two points to get Raiders plus five and a half, came down to five with these missed two-point conversions. Every point matters. Okay, those are our, uh, yeah, our sponsor reads. And also, give us your gambling story of the week. For instance, mine, I read out a crazy underdog parlay two weeks ago on this podcast. Put 100 bucks on it. It was a field goal away from hitting and hitting 10 grand. Steelers. Oh, sorry, four grand because one of it was a push. I had Steelers to win. Texans to win. Push. Giants to win. Yeah. And the Detroit Lions came a field goal short at home. Will the Lions be roaring this week? Find out in our Hugh picks coming right up after uh, we do a couple more things. I got Truth of the Week coming up in a second. Weird Mike, any last thoughts about week one? Um, fuck every prop. How about that? Weird Mike, full shift, on air, only about winning games. I got marginally distracted from a great week and sprinkled a little on the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, looking at props diversion. The only prop I will be doing is the look who's talking touchdown survivor. Let's go full shift spread and money lines. That is what my focus is on. You want to make some money. Let's do it. 3M innovation last week, every week. I don't have theme music yet, but every week we'll have a title, a theme of picks this week. Stay tuned. Yeah, my prop of the week will be coming back on Instagram. Uh, our prop on Thursday night did not do too well. We went one, sorry, we went one for three. Uh, both Dawson Knox props not hitting. And the uh, we survived with Josh Allen over one and a half touchdowns. But I made a boat. I made a bunch of my money back that I lost at one o'clock on the New York Giants money line. Mike Evans to get four and a half catches. Um, sorry, four catches uh, on in the Tampa Bay Bucks game. And some Julio Jones props because I love those old all-pro receivers with a good quarterback. All right, this feels like Randy Moss props all over again from 2007. The, 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 the college kind of, was awesome. The, the Buccaneers are f- turning into the Portland Trailblazers. <laughs> like, you know, if you had some uh, Sheed and Detlef and Bonzi hey. and all those guys, I mean, you know, th- without the records, without the records, of course. Yeah. I mean, I don't know all of them. I'm sure they got a couple of dings, but um yeah, that's what it's feeling like. And I'm here for it. I'm here for it. I'm okay. I think uh, just one last thought. I, I really think uh, I feel like the Colts are going to eventually regret this Carson Wentz thing. I really do. It was an emotional decision. You lost to the Jaguars. The owner was expecting a win. He was probably down in Florida golfing, found out via Twitter or someone's daughter called him like, Daddy, we're actually losing. He'd already booked a suite and whenever they were playing the playoff game, and it was a loss, emotional, weird, sort of oddball kind of coach or owner. And he goes in and basically says, Carson Wentz is out of here. Ballard's like, GM, the Colts is like, all right, you know, you're my boss. So, you know, what are you going to do? It's either us or him. He gone. You got Matt Ryan on the fairway of his 17th hole of his career. Okay, good luck. You got about a one and a half year window with prime Matt Ryan left, maybe. Or like secondary prime. Carson Wentz looked fucking good. Against the Jaguars. He's got a lot of energy. He's lanky. He's got the body for it. I have no idea what he's like in the dressing room. Just like with Baker. I can only go with what I see. And besides two bad games last year against the Titans and Jags and that weird AFC South, I saw a good quarterback. 
I saw a quarterback's probably going to be in this league for the next decade, possibly having some playoff success. I could be wrong, but I think the commanders are onto something. I think the Colts might regret this one day. Matt Ryan looked okay. It's not the worst decision ever. So, but who would you take right now to win a game? Give, give me the same offense versus the same defense on a neutral field. Okay. On Hawks front lawn. So I don't know. I'd say uh, Matt Ryan still got about 220 left in on that uh, 17th fairway here. That's what I mean. But that used, you know, that you, that's a, that's a, the long wood for him now that used to be an iron. <laughs> Tell me. Um, I told you, I think first episode, Carson's going to excel because of the familiarity that he will experience in the division where he experienced success. So, um, you want to talk about some high rollers? You had about a half a dozen people pick Washington as their survivor, because statistically that was their easiest game on a 17 game schedule at home to the Jags. When else are they going to be decent faves? Jags looked okay. They looked okay in that second half. Like they didn't look terrible, but anyone could have won that game. They, but they didn't. One by six, covered. That's that's correct. Right. That's uh, that's all that matters. So Carson, the Indy's not going to regret it, just because Carson has moderate success in a familiar division. Yep. That's my, uh, and I think he's super weird in the room. And I think, you know, Baker is also super weird in the room. Sure. And let me tell you that Cleveland D line was possessed. Okay. I watched a lot of that game. Yeah, they were because you know, of the, one of the, some, they, they were about that red Jersey. They were extremely glad they that catchy boy. They were, <laughs> I think there was one charge on him too. Like, and Baker almost got the end call of it. Right. I know. Oh, Baker also, different. by the way, though, Baker also wanted more aggressive play calling there at the end. Like yes. instead of just going for the field goal, he's like, hey, like, what are we doing here? Like we just gave up on this set of downs. We score a touchdown. It's over anyway. But uh, you've been on the team four weeks, Baker. Just sit down. We're going to kick this field goal and try to win a fucking game here. All right. Keep pounding. Welcome to the Carolina Panthers. All right. I mentioned this before, but uh, right before we get into uh, Weird Mike, we'll be leading week two here on the tee off course of hole number Woo! two. Hole number two of the NFL season. And after we just watched that first battle, a great book from history came to mind on how to best prepare for the future. And this week's Truth of the Week. Yeah, you might have just made a fact just now. That's some real shit. I read a lot of history books. If you've known me besides the podcast, I'm a bit of a history buff. There's some books I've read three times. They're really big. I'm lackadaisical in other parts of my life. There's des- des- definitely other things I could be doing with my time, but I am obsessed with learning as much war and history and geopolitics as possible. I love all this stuff. doesn't matter how old the book is. I've read Guns of August. It's a traditionally... It's a you know pretty big book throughout history. It's about World War One and the start of it and the way the European powers were lining up to fight it. And even after they watched that first battle, they didn't change their tactics. They just figured it was like the old war. All right. And they could have avoided the whole thing. Millions of people could have been avoided, could have avoided death for five years in the early 1900s. All right. But they didn't. They thought the war would be fought like the previous war. Okay, before machine guns where they just charged wearing like red feathers and shit. All right. And then it literally generals were just hearing about watching thousands upon thousands of our ancestors just running into these pellets of machine gun fire. 
And then a week later, just doing it again. Called the Battle of the Psalm. Lasted for like a year and a half. Over and over. People just running into machine gun fire. So don't run into machine gun fire week two. We've watched the... We've watched... Stop. Stop. Sorry. Got it. Can you hear me? Yeah, we're good. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Pick it up. You said don't run into machine gun fire week two. Yep. We've watched. Okay. We've watched the first battle. All right. You've seen the new, what the new reality is of the NFL. All right. They always say like, don't judge, you know, how to fight one war based on the previous war because technology changes, everything changes, stuff changes. I'm not saying you got to overreact to stuff week one, but take a fresh look at what you just saw. You just watched it. All right. I had a pretty, let's say pretty good idea of what I thought the Minnesota Vikings were going to be before the season started. I watched week one. I'm adapting. They've moved up on my charts significantly. The Minnesota Vikings look impressive. I'm not going to just overreact. I'm not going to the Super Bowl, but I have a new fresh take. Uh, after watching the Green Bay Packers run into the machine gun fire of the Minnesota Vikings. All right. So just allow yourself to step back and step back in and, be, and ask yourself, what did I just see? All right. How does that change how I see these teams and these players? And then write it down somewhere. So you don't run into the same machine gun fire they did week one. And even though you saw it the first time. So there's overreactions and then there's underreactions. All right. The Kansas City Chiefs, I'm not going to run into that machine gun fire again. I knew they'd be good this year. I called 10 and a half wins, but I think they'd be good enough to just smoke the Cardinals on the road. They're a playoff team, but they was not even the same class. It was a bad pick, but I had to see it. And now I've seen it. All right. Chiefs, they're rolling. They're fine. Arizona is not just picking up where they left off last year. I think they're going to be okay, but you have to downgrade them. Anyway, just like the guns of August, adapt to what you see on the battlefield so you don't run into machine gun fire for the next year on NFL Sundays. Giddy up. Read books, folks. They're awesome. Make you smarter. Most of them, anyway. I do miss Where's Waldo. Not exactly a book that makes you smarter, but I love finding that scroll. All right. That's the truth of the week. Let's get you some picks uh, because uh, you got shit to do and money to make and uh, have some fun with it. First up on the tee from somewhere in Toronto, Ontario. Weird. Michael Angeletti. Oh, uh, your, your smash sprinkle last year, last week, you had the smash was Minnesota sprinkle was Miami. Correct. Uh, anyway, you slice it. It was three M innovation making you money. More M's, more M's. And you know what? A W is just an upside down M, everybody. Weird Mike. Huck, get your design crew on a logo. I want a weird Mike logo. All right, Huckster, before you bounce for the Amalfi Coast. He's got so much shit to do. I know, he's, he's got so much time. You got to take a W and then the, the M's on the shadow. It's just a, hey, it's a hey, shadow. When you're, you on that, when you're on that flight back and you're listening to episode 126, the next one, Whoever produces it, you you have a good laugh. All right, you just start scribbling on that airplane napkin. Uh, weird Mike logo, por favor. I feel like you have a lot of airport airplane napkins. Just that's a weird collectible. <laughs> Big fan. Uh, I said for a drink, like, hey, here's your rum and coke. This napkin's actually from uh, Quinta Airlines. Yep, came from Singapore, 2004. Told you it was about winning games. And we're going to win them. 
both the dog covered this week. The theme triple B bills, Browns blowouts, <laughs> home openers. All right. The roar by the shore equals smash and sprinkle bills. Minus 10 Browns minus six and a half. The Browns are at home to the New York Jets. This is all about building momentum. They proved they could win on road as a dog. Got to be one of the easiest games on Cleveland Sked at home to the Jets with a backup QB. Dog Plown is going to be barking. Make no mistake it. If one thing Cleveland does well, it doesn't take anything for granted. They don't think they're better than anybody. They don't really want to be better than anybody. They just want to win on Sunday. And a touchdown is too little. That Don't get fooled by that scoreline. It was 24-3. The Jets scored against the Ravens' third stringers on the final play of the final drive to make it 24-9. That was an alt-line special. Another ding on my um, week one. Browns, minus six and a half. Tap in at home, and they make it. It's not an overthought. It's in check early. They run the ball, kind of like a Baltimore light, if you will. Same rubric, tough sked for the Jets, playing a couple of hard-nosed teams to start, right? Flacco's running through the AFC North again like his fucking 2014, <laughs> getting his ass whooped. I used to, I was all about Joe. Me and Harry, Love and Joe. Yeah, Baltimore Ravens Joe was good. And then at some point, I think, I'm telling you, you got a back injury. He came back, and he's like, yo, it's pretty good job to just be paid, you know, $8 million well, a year to back up, to be well, a backup. Let me tell you, if Joe Flacco isn't proof that $125 million ain't what she used to be, I don't know what is, because this guy still needs that check. <laughs> he is out there grinding for the New York football Jets. <clears throat> Anywho, Browns. Is it sad? I don't know. Is it sad or is it just sort of the way it goes? Like, it's like Vince Carter stopped trying to win championships. Yeah, it was yeah. just like, it's I'm going to be that. an NBA player for good money. Like, fuck it. You know? And the equal smash is the Bills. I said it earlier. I leaked it. You probably thought it. The Bills minus 10. The revenge tour is underway. They lost some heartbreakers at Tennessee. They're always at Tennessee. The game's finally here. It's in prime time. It's my favorite show. I think it's over at half. The NFL producers are wise. You think they schedule a nail biter with arguably the game of the week, Minnesota Philly, which with the new crew and Booger on the sidelines. By the way, guy called the, the guy called the score. He said 17-14, which is basically 17-16. Seahawks. He was the only one on that whole board sized up the game to a T. I will be tuning into Booger on Monday night pregames to find out what's really going on because the players like him. And they're spilling the real tea to him. Bills minus 10. The revenge tour. Man, that was an ugly loss. I told you earlier something's wrong in Tennessee. I am a weird Mike, and we do not last long. Let me tell you, season six is the second longest place I've ever lasted, Hugh, on this show. Look who's talking, season six. <laughs> this has lasted longer than my marriage. Yep. It definitely lasted longer. Anyway, 
Let's not go all the way down that road. It's a joyous occasion. Also, 125 hours. Myself and Andy are definitely the people who spent the most consistent time with you. Correct. <laughs> Voice of God tapped out around hour 64. Yeah. You know, God willing, don't, nobody blames him. He went to the gun store and we're like, okay, you know what? Maybe it's time to go. No. Folks, they're already tailgating. It's the home opener. It's the only home game in a month for the Bills. We're talking, even though one or no, even though Super Bowl favorites, this is somewhat urgency. You cannot lose at home. And Tennessee just don't got the mustard. Orchard Park, stand up, Highmark, New Era, Ralph Wilson, whatever the hell you call it, is officially on and popping. 2-0, and Bills, Browns, blowouts. Talk about it. All right. You got your smash and sprinkle. He's 2-0 and so far. Uh, off, the, off the podcast, he did go 6-0 and on his spread picks. Uh, he yes. sent me... It's, it's yeah. So roll with them. Uh, I don't love the bills pick. I love the bills to win. I really love the bills to win. The plus 10, I think is overblown uh, just because the whole world loves Buffalo right now, but doesn't mean it's a bad pick. They are definitely the best team in the league and they could score. looks like they can score 50 every night. So not picking against them, but I won't be taking Buffalo at plus 10 or minus 10 this week. All right. Kill the Obi Trice. Even at two and four. <laughs> I still got some music. Here we go. You. Here we go. Two and four to start the week. Missed two point conversion from uh, the Las Vegas Raiders. We would have been three and three. What are you going to do? Uh, even with that uh, Kate York kick, Panthers wouldn't have covered my spread. I was screwed in that game. Anyway, here we go. Week two. Feeling good. Loving the dogs on the big spreads. You'll see why. You'll hear why. And you should too. Here we go. Our. Favorite. I'm sorry, our gold pick is actually a favorite. We got the Cincinnati Bengals and Joe Burrow. Minus seven versus Cooper Rush and the depleted Dallas Cowboys. Not just depleted, but emotionally depleted. Again, we lose Dak early in the season. Again, this is going to be a backup quarterback type of year. Again, Zeke does looks just one year older and not necessarily one year better. We got rid of Amari Cooper and now we can't. Even Dak couldn't hit CeeDee Lamb. I got no problem with CeeDee Lamb. I like CeeDee Lamb a lot. He's fantastic. Same with Micah Parsons. But the AFC champion is going to come in to Dallas. And let's keep in mind, there's some teams, when they're on the road, especially in places like Dallas or L.A. or, you know, uh, they like it. Okay? They're, they're, gonna, they're building an outdoor practice facility in Cincinnati. All right? It's a little chilly down in uh, eastern Ohio. Uh, in you know, September 9th. These guys are going to Dallas to basically the football heaven of the world. They don't get to go there that much, okay? This is AFC versus NFC. Bengals roll there, what, every four years? This is a good time for them. They're pumped. Let's go play in Jerry World for in front of America's team. We're the Cincinnati Bengals, and people actually care about us now because we were in the Super Bowl last year. We got Joe fucking Burrow, so we're worth a watch. It's a four-star matchup just because Burrow's in it. So finally, they're embracing that they're 0-1, they're pissed off, and they're up against Cooper Rush. So just play the game out, folks. The Bengals are going to score 30. All right, I do not see Cooper Rush scoring 20. Here we go. That's my gold pick, and I don't like favorites that much. So uh, when you see me take one, roll with me. All right, minus seven. Bengals at Cowboys with their backup quarterback. All right, 
our silver pick. I'm taking the Houston Texans plus 10 at the Denver Broncos. Broncos on a short week, Monday night loser. Also a weird Monday night loser where most of the team probably thinks, how the hell did we lose that game? It's not like they got smoked and like, okay, let's dust that one off and just, you know, go back to work. Nope. Get two one-yard fumbles and then a weird decision by your rookie coach. Russ kind of looked like a deer in the headlights a little bit. Uh, 340 yards, so he played pretty good, but he didn't win the game at the end. And uh, I feel like the Broncos are going to win this game. But 10 points. All right, Houston's playing some good football right now. Davis Mills, Brandon Cooks are playing some good football right now. So Lovey Smith, veteran coach. I just feel like he's going to try to make every game a 2020 tie. So when you have a other when you have one coach playing for these tight game ties, it's hard to, to blow them out because they're not taking chances too. I'll take Houston as a very conservative team this year, playing for these sort of 10-10 ties and stuff like that. And Davis Mills isn't going to make too many mistakes. All right, Stanford guy, long neck. He's going to find the Great Valley. All right, a bronze pick. I'm taking the Philadelphia Eagles minus two and a half. Uh, on Monday Night Football against the Minnesota Vikings, going against primetime Kirk Cousins. Uh, Philadelphia Eagles got like the number two or number one rated offensive line, number two or number one rated defensive line. Shit. That's pretty good. They got a couple monsters out of Georgia, and they are all that they bargained for. And I, I just feel like the Vikings are going to have trouble running the ball in Philly, and it's going to go up to Kirk, going up against, uh, you know, a tough Eagles defense. I don't think Justin Jefferson is going to get as open in Philly on Monday Night Football as he did. So it's going to be a good game. It's going to be a tight game. But uh, I think Philly I think Philly looks a little bit better, and I'll take them on Monday Night Football. Two and a half points, keep it under the field goal. Like it. Tight game, Eagles win. Just tougher right now. All right. Uh, number four, I'm going with the Seahawks. Okay, plus nine and a half at San Francisco. Look, Trey Lance, I'm going to give him benefit of the doubt. I'm not going to overreact and say Trey Lance ain't that good. It was a muddy slop show, okay, down in Chicago. So that was a tough game for anyone to play. He didn't exactly play good, but let's just kind of wipe that one. But either way, regardless, he hasn't shown me enough to be a 10-point favorite over a division, over a division opponent that knows them pretty well. It's very early in Trey Lance's career to be a 10-point favorite in the division. So, again, we talked about this. San Fran is not a tough place to play. It's nice. It's gorgeous. It's kind of football heaven. All right? It's grass. It's not that loud the way the stadium's set up. And it's, again, San Francisco fans. They're just not that loud. Kind of nice to play there. So, nine and a half points. Way too much. Division game. Geno Smith and the boys are going to keep this game tight. And uh, we should see, you know, maybe Niners win in a last-second field goal, four points, something like that. Nine and a half, way too much. All right. I am taking the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, minus three. I feel like I have a feeling I'll be on the opposite side of a lot of Sharps here uh, who love the Saints. Doesn't matter. I'm taking the Bucs, minus three. Keep the field goal. Looks like they can still protect Tom Brady pretty good. Tristan Wirfs is still in there at left tackle. They are missing some O-line people, but I think that problem has been overblown a little bit. It's still Tom Brady back there, okay? He's had about 17 centers and about 140 different O-linemen. He seems to make it work pretty good on average. So I'll take the minus three. Uh, Bucks know what they're in for, okay? This is a good rivalry game, and I just don't think that... I think with Sean Payton out, Tom definitely feels like he has the advantage now in this game. All right? No Sean Payton... The Saints looked bloody awful for about a half and then came back with Jameis Winston in the last third of the game. But 
for the first half, they looked pretty bad. The Bucks looked pretty good. So I think the uh, I think the Bucks have been di- kind of wrongly downplayed in the offseason to be worse. But uh, I think the Saints were kind of overblown a little bit to be better. I think it's somewhere in the middle. Saints are going to win eight or nine games, maybe. But Bucks are going to win 10 or 11 and the division and this game. But take Tom. You get off to a great 2-0 start versus his new rival, the New Orleans Saints. All right, on our last pick, we're taking the Chicago Bears plus 10 at the Green Bay Packers. I, again, guns of August rule. I just watched the Packers without Devontae Adams, and they are not ready. They are not ready to be 10-point favorites over basically anybody, okay? Aaron doesn't have anyone to throw to. Randall Cobb's his favorite wide receiver option, Tanyan. All right, he doesn't trust his young wide receivers yet. This could be his last year, folks. All right. He's looking around on that sideline right now being like, okay, I got $500 million. I obviously don't love football that much. What am I doing here? Because they're about three games away from this relationship getting really ugly between Packers and Rodgers. Keep in mind, draft day, the Trey Lance night, there was an offer on the table for him to be a 49er. Imagine the 49ers right now with Aaron Rodgers. Wow. All right. Like Durant to the Warriors. Never happened. And now the careers of both franchises will forever be changed. Either way, Justin Fields handled that uh, game against the Niners pretty well. So handled being a you know set big underdog last week in Chicago sloppy track. They're going to Chicago or uh, going into Green Bay, and uh, you know feel like the extra little extra motivation for those Bears after the I own you stuff from last year. Keep in mind, I think seventy percent, somewhere around seventy percent of throws last year by the Packers were to Devontae Adams. How do you replace that? Well, they haven't figured that out yet. So throwing the running backs aren't going to be enough to cover a 10-point spread. Packers win by five. And yeah, sure, Aaron still owns them, but not by 10 points. Uh, I like Field to keep it tight with his legs. Giddy up. Those are your you picks. The Bengals minus seven at the Cowboys. Houston plus 10 at the Broncos. The Philadelphia Eagles at home to the Minnesota Vikings on Monday Night Football, the second half of the doubleheader. The Seahawks plus nine and a half uh, at the San Francisco 49ers. The Bucks minus three at the New Orleans Saints and the Chicago Bears plus 10 at the Packers. You! Now, just before the rebuttal, Mike, uh, these picks are based on the score app, uh, the live lines when we record the show, which right now is Wednesday around 6 p.m. So I know the lines change a lot. I try to keep my hue picks uh, on the games that won't change too much. Last week, I gave you the Arizona Cardinals plus six and a half, which ended up losing horribly. But yes. we went on the look, the look who's talking pick six website, officefootballpools.com, and it was four and a half. I was never going to take it at four and a half. That's why I'm three and three on the look who's talking picks because this, these deferentials are going to happen right now. Keep in mind, it's a free contest, folks. So relax. And I can't even win the prize anyway. Okay, if I win it, I'll give it to whoever's below me. But I'm not taking the Cardinals at four and a half, one of them at six and a half. Giddy up. What are your thoughts, Mike? Um, you you got four two agreement. If you want to go that way, yeah, I like that. The the disagreements are you going against my founding principles? Monday night winners come out flat. Monday night losers come out hot. The the only tweak I see is that Seattle might be on such a high. It might not be over yet with Pete Carroll and that philosophy of like, Hey, we're riding this wave. Like yeah. it's, 
this week is about what happened last week. Like, you know, like he's got that college mentality. He's the, he's the old ride. white Mike Tomlin. He's the old white Mike Tomlin. Let's ride this emotional energy. We won a game. We so, shouldn't have won. Who cares? That's football. So normally, I hate that pick more. Also, the Trey let again, if Trey gets if Trey loses his game as 10 point faves, like there's real urgency there now. Also, the guys that like him in the locker room, like I don't think he's a terrible guy. He's not like a douche or anything like people want him to succeed. So everybody's going to put an extra effort, right? That wasn't everybody's best effort in, in Chicago. No, for the Niners. But you know, it's the monsoon. You know what, though? Again, I, I agree. Like if they lose this game, he's got Jimmy G literally breathing down his back with a porn star over his shoulder. Like, hey, I can put this big ass down and pick up the football whenever you want. But OK, I win football games. That's what I do. Now, here's the thing. Trey Lance, again, as I mentioned, he's not ready to be a 10-point favorite over a division opponent in a must-win game because you want to know why? To be a 10-point favorite in a division game, you got to have a little more swagger, a little more moxie. And I'm not saying he's not that guy, but he's not that guy yet because you need to take chances to win games by 14, 17 points. You know, he's going to be careful with the football. He just gave the game away with a fourth-quarter interception against the Bears. He looked the guy down for like five seconds. Horrible rookie interception. So I just feel like they're going to be careful. They're going to run the ball. They're going to have try. The coach is trying to get a, try, going to try to have nine minute drives. You know what I mean? So they're going to shrink the game on themselves and try to win 17, 10. So that's just, that's the way I see it. Let me tell you how excited I was all week. I laughed twice out loud at the thought of us saying Ben Denucci. <laughs> I forgot about Cooper Rush. Yeah. That is going to be Bengal takeover because one, they're relevant. Two, it's every four years, but it's not really because nobody in Cincinnati ever really wanted to go anywhere to watch the game because it wasn't a thing. You could go to Paul Brown Stadium for for $15, put your paper bag on, and have fun in the jungle. But that's not the case anymore. So and the fact that every cowboy fan is selling off their season right now and could give two shits about the Cincinnati Bengals, right? That's going to be 80, 20, man. It's going to be a weird and they lost and they're going. So I I like it. And I do think we're going to see Ben Danucci. I do think he's going to make an appearance. Well, like again, like looking at are the two picks, because I was looking at Cleveland too. And they were kind of right off my list. Uh, but Cleveland with a backup quarterback covering six and a half. I do like it, but that just showed me the real value I'm getting with Joe Burrow. Okay. Cleveland with Jacoby Brissett over the, one of the worst teams in the league, six and a half points. Sure. The game's in Dallas, but I mean, again, with no Dak take away the home field because the home crowd's going to be pissed off at themselves. And I got Joe Burrow for seven points. So that, I love that pick. I'll be, I'm all over the Bengals. And again, I, think- I buy, I'll buy half points. Some people don't. I do. I'll buy that half point, get it six and a half. Sure. But I, official pick is seven. Go ahead. Sorry, Mike. It's the rebut or it's the Hugh pick enforcement here. I feel like I'm uh, in a speed trap here. What's going on? <laughs> yeah, it was a good analogy. Yeah, I got you flustered there. Eh? Philly Vikes game of the week. I'm staying away. Okay. I'm staying away. Game of the week. You heard it here first. Troy and Buck. They're sending the crew there, both off impressive victories. Philly scored a lot of points. That was like a fucking, that was like the Bama offense in motion, man. That was pretty. It was fun. 
Uh, so I think that's game of the week. Going to stay away from any real money. Um, and love Tampa. <clears throat> love Tampa. Yeah, I, I like it. Again, it's a popular pick. I feel like preseason, people were picking the Saints, getting them at three and a half. Like, you know, you could do those like look ahead lines. That was very, very tough win. Uh, Tampa didn't barely broke a sweat in New England. Yeah. Or in the Dallas, sorry, in Dallas. And they just looked like, you know, I don't know. They look pretty good. Yeah, Especially like on, on defense. Short price. Too. And with Jamin, it's Jameis Winston. There's no Sean Payton anymore. It's just a different rivalry. I'll take the Bucks with the mental advantage. Hope whistleblowers sidebar to that. In effect, home opener in, in New Orleans. They'll be out. Yep. Uh, you think the Lions uh, stand a chance? First time they're favorites at home over anybody. And like, I actually, scra- I actually scratched that off my uh, my weird pick. I had it and I wanted it. And man, I, I just think that guy's a lovable loser. I, I think everybody wants them to win so bad, but yeah, I know it's a better story if they keep losing. And I almost thought to my, that's such a good point, Mike. I actually brought that up because I was looking at it too for my Hugh picks. And I'm like, hey, do I just want them to win really badly? Because I was actually pretty impressed with the commanders, not their total performance, but like that's going to work. Like Carson to McLaurin and those receivers. It's going to work, slow, sort of. So, I don't know. I stayed away from that game. Uh, weird Mike like special. I like the Bears. I, I like noticed, the Bears, too. I noticed you stayed away from uh, I noticed you stayed away from Ravens, Dolphins, two weird Mike teams, heavy. Yeah, love both. Um, I think Miami's it got something to prove. And uh, until they lose and see what beats them and yeah, who can I mean, beat them, I'm not really going to yeah. bet against them. I'm scared to bet against Miami right now because their speed. I don't know. I just don't know. I don't know. And and, I didn't uh, have- the, and the, the Jets were not the test against Baltimore. So we don't know. You know, Baltimore was Baja, a couple picks. I lean Baltimore is basically a pick them. They're just giving them three points at home. Yeah. So. I don't know. Uh, definitely I'll, take, I'll be taking away. Baltimore on my parlay card. Stay in the fucking far away. But I'll be uh, I'll probably box that game on pools. Uh, we'll, we'll break some pools down and some props down on our uh, TikTok and Instagram this week. Follow us at Hughes Talking. Big shout out to all of our everyone playing all three of our contests. Um, literally, my phone is jammed with all of our messages and whatnot. My pick right now for touchdown survivor rolling on Weird Mike's sprinkle with the Browns. I'm taking Nick Chubb will be my anytime touchdown survivor. They're going to run it down the Jets throat. Stay away from Sauce Gardner in the red zone. I'm taking Nick Chubb. Anytime touchdown survivor. Uh, you know, once this contest ends, I've been given permission for a bunch more cases of beer to give away, and we'll run it again. We'll probably do two or three of these contests at least this this year, and it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I'm going to get my pick right now, okay? What you got? Because I'm, I'm in it too, guys. You're once, in I, it. Once, once the word survivor came on board, I was you're in a survivalist. You correct. said that earlier in the show. And... Um, and if I do win, I will not be passing the prize on. I will be enjoying these beers for many, many months, sitting in my wine fridge in the basement here at Centennial. You're welcome to have one, everybody. Look who's talker. Come by. Crack a beer on a Thursday night. Storyteller. You know, I love to have one and tell one. How about that for a, a promo reading? Eh? Have one and tell one. Yes. Storyteller. Send in, send in your best gambling story from the weekend or just gambling story of all time. Vegas story, whatever. Send it via DM uh, or we'll uh, tap it on Instagram and you can tell me to my face. And then we got a prize for you from Storyteller. We want to the, hear the, the gambling the pick, stories, folks. Javante Williams. 
Javante Williams from the Denver Broncos. He was the odds boost on 365. Some of my Insta followers jumped on. I'd like to apologize. That is the last prop I'll be posting. TD Survivor, Javante Williams. Book it. While we were having this episode, Tampa just went from a three-point favorite to a two-and-a-half-point favorite. I told you, Sharps are on the other side. Interesting. Uh, but I, I, I took him at three during the music. The music's kind of the cutoff. All right, I got him at Whoa. three. Yeah, the music's the cutoff. I can't go back on the music. I got him at three. It flipped during the show. It's three. Way she goes. I still like him. Uh, and Tom, I trust. And by the way, folks, we're getting one more year at Tom Brady. Looks like he's going through some shit. So if you see him on the street, okay, all you monarchies out there, if you're inviting him over for dinner, thank Tom for one more year, okay? Because he's doing this one for us, I think. Might cost him his marriage. Anything for shut the huck up. Go Titans. Oh, baby. You got to say it in Italian, huh? Yeah, how do you, you say, say it in Italian? Fuck, fuck if I know. How would you say hey, that, Mike? Yo, uh, Forza Titane. Forza Titane. Forza Titane. <laughs> you be drunk saying that walking the streets Huck, on Monday night. I want a souvenir. I want a souvenir. You got to get a weird mic, a souvenir. Okay, I'll, I got a lira here you when you get back. Weird. Okay? Yes, please. I'll, I'll. If it's a good one, I'll compensate you for it. But I want a unique Italian souvenir that I can put on this mantle beside my baby dick, my baby Buddha, and uh, our picture of uh, me and Hugh in Kansas City. Your Good baby times. dick's on the shelf, bro. How do you go to the bathroom? <laughs> well, you got to hold it during the show. Oh, man. Thanks for listening, everybody. And thanks for joining our contest. Good luck with your, all your survivor picks. And good luck with everything. Uh, we hope you follow the Smash and Sprinkle because this guy's I got a feeling about him. And uh, our Hugh picks, send us your touchdown survivors and anything else you want to hear about the show at Hughes Talking, at Huck Media, and at Weird Mike, spelled weird M I C. See you later. Hey, I remember syrup sandwiches and crime allowances. Vanessa nigga with some counterfeits, but now I'm counting this. Parmesan with my accountant lips. In fact, I'm down in this. You say with my boobie, tastes like too late for the analyst. Girl, I can buy a Westie girl with my base stuff. Ooh, that pussy good. Won't you say that on my taste plus? I get way too petty. Won't you let me do the extras? Pull up on your block and break it down. We playing Tetris. AM to the PM, PM to the AM phone. Out your per diem, you just gotta hate them from. If I quit your BM, I still rock Mercedes funk. If I quit this season, I still be the greatest funk. My left stroke just went viral. Right stroke, put a baby in a spiral. Soprano C, we like to keep it on the